0: Welcome to Locatora Radio, Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Yeah. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Mal or Mayhem? Yeah. Yeah. It's time now with the penny versus the penny.
1: And it is week 15 in the NFL. These are your free handicapping picks for week 15. We'll pick every game against the spread as we have done. And uh, we discourage you to bet ridiculous amounts of money unless you win. Then we encourage you to tip the dealer. But uh, the the way this works, a little disclaimer here uh, to cover ourselves that we handicap it's a hobby of mine to handicap these nfl games try to think i can predict what's going to happen in the nfl games uh and what should work if you're a gambler you know you, you got to do your own homework and then if everything matches up if everything matches up then uh then we're good all right then you should probably bet that game i uh, guess is the voice of the coin he will not say much right Gascon.
5: Well, I, I will not say much, but I have a, a great uh, message to convey to you from, from somebody else. Okay. Um, your better All half right. was actually spying on us and listening to the podcast. Uh huh. And she said, and I quote, you never bug, end quote. I never bug. I never bug. Like well, this- she's lying. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. Wow. 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 Are you putting your own side effect to pat yourself on the back? It was, what a narcissist. I it was really kind of your better half to say that about me. Uh, uh-huh. Applaud well, her well. for the words and uh, the compliment. I can use a lot more of those since I don't get much from, from you. of. Must have had a uh, blind moment there, a blind moment. (laughs) And a blind moment also, yes. Uh, uh, Wait, wait, so so have you thought about what we're doing for Week 17? Because that's usually – like Week 17 and Week 1 are usually the dangerous times of the year to bet. Yeah, I
1: usually don't bet Week 17. So, I mean, we can do it. I I, I find it impossible. And uh, there's only a couple of games where both teams are trying – if you don't know the motivation, I don't think you can bet on a game. Yeah, you know, and a lot of these teams, you know, it's like, well, they're going to play their backups. Are they really trying to win the game, and they're just going to rest everyone? And so, yeah, we'll worry about that then. But I, I assume we'll probably not do it for Week Seventeen. Maybe we'll only do it for a couple of games that matter.
5: Yeah, like your, like it. your game will matter. Your Seattle San Francisco yeah, game should yeah. matter. I, I suppose that that should, you know, absolutely would. You know, in theory, now
1: matter, depending if Seattle loses this weekend to Carolina, that would change things. Yeah. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll find out. All right, let's get to the games here. Tampa Bay 6-7 and seven, at Detroit 3-9-1. and one. And we'll play the Dick Stockton game. It's on Fox. Is this the Dick Stockton game? I think right out of the gate, yeah, this is it. At Detroit? That is correct. You win the <laughs> Dick Stockton game right off the back. Dick Stockton and Mark Slayworth have the call. The Buccaneers... They opened a four-point favorite. They're favored by three and a half. It'll be cloudy, 30 degrees at Ford Field in Detroit, although this is a dome, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions in this game, and I'll tell you why. Two bad teams, you take the points, especially when the road team is favored. I don't trust either one of these teams. The Buccaneers, as over a field goal favorite, just does not pass the test. Uh, from me, Tampa Bay didn't all of a sudden become a good team. They're a bad team. Now they're—you can say they're an average team. They're six and seven and all that. But the main reason again about bet against the Buccaneers is the cloud around Jameis Winston. He's got a mangled thumb. Now he's going to give it the old college try here, but how effective is he going to be? And Winston already, when his thumb is not messed up, is a mistake-filled mess. So. You know, there's the questions about his health. If he gets knocked out of the game, that means Ryan Griffin is the backup. Good luck on that. Uh, Also, Tampa has not been good as a road favorite in recent years. They have a 308 winning percentage when favored on the road in recent seasons. And secondly, the Lions have lost six straight. So why would I bet on the Lions? And and David Blau has played like David Blow uh, a lot of this time. I expect Blau to have a fine performance this week. The reason, the Buccaneers' secondary is a dog's lunch. Tampa's 31st in passing yards allowed. Only Arizona has been worse. Uh, So I'm going to bank on a couple of things. I'm going to bank on Jameis Winston throwing a couple of interceptions at least with a couple of fumbles. And I'm also going to bank on that Tampa secondary being like cookie dough and uh, the the lions being able to move the ball, I believe Detroit wins this game. And everyone's betting on the on the Buccaneers, and I don't get it. Uh, these are two bad teams. Lions twenty three, Bucks twenty.
5: Penny is going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: All right, next up, Philadelphia six and seven at Washington three and ten. Uh, let's say six and seven. Uh, yeah, six and seven, and, and three and ten. So it's uh, it's on Fox. Tom Brenneman and Chris Spielman have the call. The Eagles opened up a six-point favorite, and they are still a six-point favorite on the road at FedEx Field. Cloudy and 48 degrees at kickoff in Landover, Maryland. I'm going to take the Redskins in this game, and uh, there's a couple reasons why. First of all, Philadelphia brings the MASH unit to FedEx Field. Their right tackle, Lane Johnson, has got a bad ankle. He is not expected to to come back this week. I I might not play again. Alshon Jeffrey is done for the year, which means Carson Wentz will be without his safety blanket protection on the offensive line. He'll have a bunch of rejects he's got to throw the ball to again. Philadelphia has guys like Boston Scott, who actually played well against the Giants, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside at wideout. These are nobodies who are going to have to play like somebodies in order to win the game. And secondly, the Eagles – have lost to the Giants a couple weeks ago. They had a scratch-and-claw game against the Giants in the Monday night game. They had to come from behind in the second half and go to overtime to win. Plus, it's a short week. All the pressures on the Eagles to win this game. Uh, The Redskins, they still have some moxie. They still have some fight to them. They can run the ball with Adrian Peterson. Chris Thompson, I would assume, would get a lot of work here as well. And this rookie, Terry McLaren, the wide receiver, has been pretty good. This game is going to be ugly. It is going to be close. And Philadelphia has not really taken the wood to anybody in a long time. And remember, these teams played way back in the opener, and Washington had a 17-point lead at one point against Philadelphia. and That was a healthy Philadelphia team. Eagles, 20.
5: Redskins, 17. That's a cover for Washington. Yeah, Penny's going with the Eagles on this one.
1: That's a bad job by the penny. All right, next up, Chicago at Green Bay. We expedite the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller podcast, which is all about the NFL. And uh, next up, the Chicago Bears, the Monsters of the Midway at 7-6, and six, and the Green Bay Packers at 10-3. and three. It's on Fox. You better watch Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis. The Packers opened a seven-point favorite. They are currently favored... By four and a half. This is going to be the coldest game of the weekend. It's going to be cloudy and 18 degrees at Lambeau Field at kickoff for these two rivals that will go at it. I'm going to take the Bears here plus the four and a half. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, has he turned the corner? I'm not so sure about that. I think that's more about playing crappy teams like the Cowboys and Lions, uh, pathetic teams like that who are disgraceful. Uh, We will see how things go this week at Lambeau. But if you look at the full body of work, The Bears have gone three and out on 31% of their drives this season. Highest in the NFL. That is a direct reflection and a referendum on both the head coach, Matt Nagy, offensive genius, and Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback. Now, B, the Packers and and Rod, the ambassador of Bakersfield, one of the senior Malheur militia guys. So Rod called up. Uh, the, the other day this week, and, and we talked about the Packers. He loves the Packers, and we agreed that despite their 10-3 and record, this has been built on like a hill of marshmallows. It, there's, no, there's no stability here. Green Bay, what's my evidence? Green Bay is 22nd in defense. The Falcons and Redskins have been better defensively this year than the Packers. The Cheese Curds are 23rd in total offense. The Browns, the much maligned Browns, Jacksonville with two different quarterbacks have been more efficient on offense. Holy Aaron Rodgers, Batman. So what I'm trying to tell you is they're doing this with smoke and mirrors here, much like Seattle has done it with smoke and mirrors. It's going to be a nasty Arctic day on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And I expect this to be a close to the vest game, both teams. Because of the weather, you're not going to open up the playbook here. Uh, And Green Bay also has a big game, a key game, coming up with the Vikings next week, which could determine the winner of the NFC North, likely will be the NFC North championship game. So it's a -a peekaboo spot. Packers will win, but they won't cover. Green Bay 26, the Bears 23.
5: Ben, going the opposite way again, go with the Green Bay Packers. That's a bad job
1: by the penny. Next up, New England 10-3 and 3 at Cincinnati 1-12. and 12. It's on CBS with Andrew Catalan and James Lofton. The Patriots open a 10.5-point favorite. As we're doing this, the Patriots are a 9.5-point favorite. The weather, sunny and 35 degrees. A kickoff at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm going to take the Bengals plus the 95 and the, my, my logic behind this, until the Patriots find that mojo and deliver the hammer to someone, uh, again, they haven't done this in so long, uh, specifically on offense, I just can't lay over a touchdown with the Patriots the way their offense has fallen on hard times. Tom Brady has completed just 51% of his passes the last four games. That's the lowest in a four-game span in his entire career. He is playing the worst football of his life. He is on pace for just 23 touchdown passes, which would be the lowest in a 16-game season since 2003, uh, way back in the day, early in his career. And he's also dinged up. So you, you toss in the fact he's got the three stooges at wide receiver there and a revolving door of an offensive line. Uh, good times here. Now, I don't, I don't trust the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals go against a good Patriots defense. But they've been able to move the ball between the 20s with Andy Dalton, and that gets you into field goal range. And if you're kicking up field goals, you can beat the Patriots, the way their offense is going right now. Now, everyone has gotten healthy against the Bengals' defense, so that does scare me a little bit. But, and again, I, I I could be completely wrong here. Patriots can win by 30 points, but I don't buy it with that offense. Patriots will win, but they won't cover. New England 20, Cincinnati 14. Oh, boy. Penny's going with the Patriots. Yeah, well, Chalky McChalk. Bet the favorites. That's what the public does, and the real professional gamblers are willing to go off the grid.
5: Next up. Are we getting trivia? Uh, What's that? Are we getting trivia? No, we're not off trivia. We don't have time for it. Oh, you're so lazy. Look at Oh, shut up. You want me to do trivia? Well, well,
1: okay, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Uh, you want me to do it, smartass? You want me to do it? Yeah, let's get trivia. You want to get you want to get trivial, yeah, huh? Yeah. All right, I'll get trivial, uh, schmuck. I'm going to get trivial, okay? I do appreciate
5: uh, your old school questions. They're usually a throwback yeah. to the 70s. All right, 80s, we'll
1: only 80s. do a couple, though. Okay. Uh, all right, I am the only player in the NFL this season with 10-plus sacks and two- Interceptions.
5: Ooh.
1: All right? And the uh, the answer coming up here. Next up, Houston, 8-5 and five at Tennessee. Uh, also 8-5. and five. It's on CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. This is a game I am looking forward to watching this weekend. The Titans open a one-and-a-half point favorite. Tennessee favored by three. It'll be cloudy and 45 degrees at kickoff at Nissan Stadium. I'm going to take the Titans in this game as a small home favorite, First of all, Deshaun Watson is like a kaleidoscope. You don't know what you're going to get. He tosses up a masterpiece a couple weeks in a row. Everyone's saying how great he is. And then he has a finger-painting performance last week against the Broncos. It was a public disaster until garbage time. The Texans blew a gimme. A home game against a losing team with a rookie quarterback. And now they travel. They got caught looking ahead. Now they travel into a beehive in Nashville. The public, though, is loading up on Houston. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And secondly, Ryan Tannehill and and Derrick Henry have been an amazing combo. Now, I keep thinking that this is a temporary situation. This is a house of cards situation. It's all going to be come, come tumbling down. But it hasn't yet. And I, I bet against Tennessee last week, and I thought they'd be caught looking ahead. But Tannehill and Henry are as good as peanut butter and jelly as a combo. I mean, by land, by air, by sea, Tennessee right now, their defense is starting to click, uh, has been clicking here. Tennessee has been an acid rain on the opposition, and this is a the first of two, the, the final part of the year, Tennessee and Houston, two AFC South showdown games. I am going with the home team here. Tennessee, they are the more complete team. They've got the quarterback who's just been amazing of late, Titans 30, Texans. 23.
5: Ah, Penny's going that way as well. Tennessee Titans.
1: All right, next up. uh, oh, I got to pay off the answer on the uh, Let's Get Trivial. Yes. All right. NFL player, the only one this
5: season to have 10 or more sacks and two interceptions. I'm going to say it's TJ Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer, man. You sure you don't want to change
1: your answer? I am positive. It is TJ Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the linebacker.
5: Wow. Uh, really? giving yourself your own applause. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. You have a little toy there now. A little I, toy. I'm glad that you want to get trivial, and uh, I responded in kind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fascinating. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays
1: at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
5: iHeartRadio app.
4: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years
7: To start listening.
1: All right. Next up, <laughs> you schmuck. Seattle 10 and 3 at Carolina 5 and 8. It's on Fox. Friend of the show, Kenny Albert, the voice of the New York Rangers, the you New York Knicks. The other day. Yeah, Kenny was in town and uh, I could have uh, hung out with him at a Kings Rangers game. Unfortunately, I didn't get the message till late and I, had, uh, I was unable to attend. So I could have spent a night hanging out with the great Kenny Albert, but next time. Next time we'll hang out. Yeah.
5: Yes, we us three.
1: N- no, 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 <laughs> no. no, no, no. Uh, Kenny Albert, Ronnie Barber have the call. The game is in Carolina at Bank of America Stadium. The Seahawks open a four and a half point road favorite. They are favored by six. Mostly cloudy, fifty-five degrees at kickoff. Seattle lost last week to the Rams. I tried to find a reason. To take Carolina. I love home dogs getting almost a touchdown. I couldn't find one reason to pick the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to take the Seahawks here all day. Uh, Russell Wilson. Now, he has been flea bitten uh, of late. Last four weeks, Russell Wilson is the 22nd ranked quarterback in the NFL. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been better. Russ has had only four touchdowns and four interceptions since that mid-November against the 49ers. The Eagles, Vikings, and Rams uh, are the opponents in that stretch, and they have been able to bottle up Russell Wilson. Seattle, in general, has been using these Jedi mind tricks to win these games by the the skin on their chinny-chin-chin. Chin. Close to the vest uh, is an understatement. Now, that said, this is a good situation uh, for Pete Carroll's guys. The Panthers have no motivation. They are a rudderless ship. They're floating out without an engine in the Atlantic. They they lay more eggs than a chicken farm. I don't know how many other ways I can say it. Ron Rivera clearly wasn't the only problem there. They fired him. They went out and got Pollocks by Atlanta. This is a big bounce-back week for the Seahawks. We need them to win. We've got the Mallerman March coming to Seattle uh, for that 49er game in Week 17. Uh, But Carolina's fatal flaw is they don't stop the run. The Seahawks are a ground-and-pound team with Chris Carson uh, and the other running backs there. So he's in center square, Chris Carson.
5: Seahawks, 28. Panthers, 13. Penny's going the other way, going with the Carolina Panthers.
1: All right. Uh, Very, very good. Uh, Let's see here. What's next here on Penny versus the Penny, Denver five and eight at Kansas City nine and four. It's on CBS. Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts uh, have the call. The Chiefs opened a fourteen point favorite in this game, and they've been bet down to nine and a half. It's going to be mostly cloudy. Twenty six degrees at kickoff at Arrowhead Stadium. In Kansas City. I I am going to take the Broncos in this game. I just think this is too many points. The Chiefs are coming off their Super Bowl win against the Patriots. They are being celebrated and canonized with tributes in Kansas City for beating the Belichickian dynasty. And this has the ingredients, many of the ingredients, of a pancake special, meaning... A flat performance, a low-energy effort, even though it's a divisional game and all that. Plus, Patrick Mahomes has an injured uh, hand. The Chiefs have won three straight games despite the worst statistical stretch of Patrick Mahomes' uh, career. The last three games, Mahomes has 640 passing yards, just three touchdowns, and a passer rating below 80. All of those numbers are career lows for any three-game span of Patrick Mahomes' Uh, career, So he's playing as bad as he's ever played in the NFL. And the Chiefs are still winning most of these games. I get that. And secondly, this is a revenge spot for Denver. They were humiliated. They were mocked and kicked in the nuts back in the game in the Mile High City, the first time these teams played. Uh, the jury is still out on Drew Locke. I am not convinced that he is the second coming of John Elway yet. He looked great, was sens- sensational. Uh, last week, and when I saw him play against the Texans, uh, but he's not proven. And now he has the enormous task of playing in his old backyard. He's from uh, just a, a spitball away from Kansas City uh, and Arrowhead, is a stadium he used to go to as a kid. Uh, so I, I think he'll be okay. I don't, he's not going to be as good as he was last week. Chiefs though win, but don't cover. Chiefs twenty-eight, Broncos
5: twenty-four. Penny also go with the Denver Broncos. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started the Big Take D.C.,
7: to
1: start listening all right next up the miami dolphins at 3 and 10 at the new york football giants at 2 and 11 and it's on cbs with spiro Dedis and adam archuleta the line the giants open three and a half they're favored by three and a half uh, right now the weather in new jersey this weekend on sunday cloudy 46 degrees at kickoff at MetLife Stadium. This is a very difficult game to handicap. I look at this like a Week 17 game to handicap. I'm going to take the Dolphins because they're the better team, um, but I don't love the pick. Uh, Both these teams stink. First of all, uh, this could be the last chance to bet against Eli Manning, so I want to do that before he rides off into the sunset. We believe he's going to start again. Manning had a, a couple of fluke throws in the first half before he settled in to serving up Vomit for the uh, the Giants at the Vomit Comet, Elijah Manning had 24 yards passing in the second half, which included overtime, uh, although the Giants didn't get the ball in overtime, but still uh, just in the second half. That's not an error. Uh, I expect a similar performance, a duplicate, if you will, uh, this week. Uh, secondly, the last four games, Ryan Fitzpatrick has not been terrible. He's been in the middle of the pack he's got a better quarterback rating we talked about this than Russell Wilson he's been better than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, both these teams are tanking. that's why it's hard to handicap the game because ownership and management wants them to lose the winner will actually upset the front office because the master plan is to, to get that number you know high not number one there I don't think these the Giants have a chance the Dolphins really don't have a realistic chance at the number one pick. Uh, because of their wins. So the Giants need to keep losing here. They have a shot if Cincinnati can win one more game here to to get into a tie and possibly take the top spot. Uh, but I love betting against the dynamic duo of Elijah Manning and Pat Shermer in a game that should be broadcast on, like, C-SPAN or something like that. Dolphins
5: 26, Giants 13. Can you go with the New York football giants in this one?
1: All right. Let's get to the late television window, and this is a classic. Jacksonville four and nine oh. and Oakland six and seven. You throw out the records on this game. You know why you throw out the records? Because they're combined ten and sixteen. Because if you looked at the records, you wouldn't watch the game. It's on CBS. Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon, the oh. former Raider, have the call. Now, the Raiders opened a four-and-a-half-point favorite. They are now a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Partly sunny and 54 degrees at the kickoff at the Coliseum. And I am going to take the rightist. I'm going to lay the six-and-a-half. I'm going to go against every gambling pointer I look at, everything I look at here. The, the Jags and Raiders are the football version of cow flatulence. It's like two cows farting out in a meadow. <laughs> All right? Uh, They're bad for the environment, the greenhouse greenhouse gas effect. Jacksonville has managed to go completely AWOL under Doug Marone in recent weeks. He's on the hot seat. He's likely going to be fired. The Jags have allowed a staggering 968 rushing yards their past five games. That's the most they've ever allowed in a five-game span in franchise history, and they've had some bad teams in Jacksonville, this ain't their first rodeo with bad football. This is a full Chernobyl reactor four situation for the defense here. And, and you combine that with the offense that has been bedwetting and grinding their teeth of late, it's not a pretty picture. Now, the second thing for the Raiders, can they take advantage of that, that really pathetic Run defense? Well, that's an open question. Josh Jacobs missed the game last week. He's got a shoulder injury. Uh, He has been licking his lips thinking about playing. It sounds like he's going to play. John Gruden better throw away the passing offense and run, 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 and run some more. Right? Make Jacksonville stop your stable of running backs. The Raiders also shook up the roster. They shook up the locker room after three straight blowout losses. They brought in some new faces trying to change the culture around the Raiders on the fly. But this is a litmus test to see who's going to get you more fight in this game. I believe it will be the Raiders. And the main reason I'm betting on the Raiders, this is the final game ever at the Coliseum in Oakland after 41 seasons of football broken up by a trip to Los Angeles. Um, but I, I expect the uh, Raiders, with all the pomp and circumstance and all the tributes and all that nonsense that I hate, the cornball stuff, Uh, the the Raiders will blow out the Jags. Raiders 30, Jacksonville 10.
5: Penny is going with the Oakland Raiders. You know what I'd rather do than watch this game? What would you rather do? I'd rather listen to your friend Chris in Houston with with a quick take. No, I wouldn't. No, that guy's actually awful. Never mind. Wow. That guy sucks.
1: So you realize you hadn't gotten your gratuitous cheap shot at, uh, at at him, so you're like, I gotta I gotta get my cheap shot in right now, and, and before the podcast, it's not ends. a cheap shot. You had to pivot, and wor- wow! Well, you,
5: that's a new that's a new low for you. <laughs> gag on, is it? That's a new low. I got plenty of lows to get. Could you turn off your damn phone, please? My my phone is off, no, man. I don't know what I you're can talking hear about. Your right? phone. People are blowing you up. Have a little respect for what we're doing. Uh, right? I would you think people would respect. Late for this podcast, and Shut now up. your phone on the entire yeah. time. Well, I would think it would be
1: rude of people to send me messages while I am doing the uh, podcast. I, was, I mean, that's a bad job by
5: them. I, I was, don't know why someone some news. would do that.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Uh huh. Uh, all right. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk
1: lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxsportsRadio.com.
5: And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: I'm
4: Saleya Mosen, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In twenty sixteen, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.
1: Uh, all right, moving on. You want to get another trivial, yeah. or you're done? Yeah, all right, uh, all right. Uh, we're looking for the name of a quarterback who had five starts in a season in which they completed at least eighty percent of their passes—the most by any quarterback in a season in NFL history. Uh, that goes back to 1950, since that uh, they start keep keeping track of that that uh, stat. They started keeping track. Of that stat, uh, Cleveland six and seven at Arizona, three nine and one. It's on CBS with Tom McCarthy and Jay Feely. The Browns opened a two and a half point favorite, they are currently favored by two and a half. Sunny, 62 degrees at kickoff at State Farm Stadium in the Valley of the Sun. I'm going to take the Browns uh, in this game, and I'm going with the public here, and I'll tell you why. First of all, I'm I'm counting on Baker Mayfield showing up and giving me a good effort here. Everyone gets healthy against the Cardinals' pass defense. They're 32nd in the NFL. The Cardinals have allowed 21 or more points in each of their 13 games this season. You know how many teams in NFL history have allowed that many? Three. Uh, And and it's embarrassing. That includes, by the way, the 2016 Browns that allowed 21-plus points in more consecutive games to begin a season. However... Listen, Baker Mayfield's dinged up. He's got a hand injury. He was slightly off his game uh, for the Browns last week. He's been slightly off his game most of the year. But come on, you're playing the worst pass defense in the NFL. you got to get right against this team. Secondly, I don't hear a lot of braggadocious conversation from uh, Gagon over there about the Oompa Loompa, Kyler Murray, who is now playing like vomit. He's playing like puke. Uh, number one pick in the draft, my ass. Alligator Arms Murray, the last four weeks, is the 31st ranked quarterback in the NFL. Keep in mind, there's only 32 teams. And he's, he's been even worse the last two weeks. His passer rating at 60.5. He looked like he needed police protection against the Rams last week. He was in over his head, he was drowning. And the, the Cardinals, you, you parlay that and stack that on the fact that they can't stop anybody. I'm taking the Browns. Browns, 30. Cardinals, 20.
5: Penny will not let you defame Kyler Murray. It's going with the Arizona Cardinals.
1: All right, let's get trivial here. You want to do trivial, so we'll get trivial. Yeah. Uh, looking for the name of the quarterback. Five starts in a season season in which that quarterback completed at least 80% of their passes, most by any quarterback in any season
5: in NFL history. I'm going to go with the middle reliever Tommy Maddox. Wow. Terrible guess. Why is that a Tommy? Because it
1: it exposes you for not knowing about modern football. The answer (laughs) is Kirk Cousins this season with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, It's a bad job by you. Sorry. Speaking of that. Minnesota, 9-4 and four at the L.A. Chargers, 5-8. and eight. It's on CBS with Greg Gumbel and Trent Green. The Vikings, a 2.5-point favorite. They opened a 3-point favorite. The weather, sunny and 65 degrees at kickoff in L.A. at Dignity Health Sports Park, which will be Minnesota West. It'll be the Purple People Eaters overtaking the stadium. I'm going to take the Chargers here. All right, I'm going to take the Chargers here, and, uh, and I'll tell you why. First of all... On the surface, the Vikings have the better team. They must keep winning to make the playoffs. This is a letdown situation. I'll tell you why. The Chargers are not a team that inspires a lot of motivation. The Vikings, I predict, will be sleepwalking in la-la land. Plus, they have an epic showdown with the Packers next week. So I don't normally talk about trends also, but I I got the mother of all trends here. About Mike Zimmer and the Vikings. This actually predates Zimmer. Minnesota, their last 11 games played in the mountain and Pacific time zone the last decade, has a 1 in 10 record. They are 091. They've got to not only win the game, they've got to win the game by more than a field goal to cover the spread. That's the second worst record in the NFL over the last decade. You know the only team that's been worse, Gascon? No, I was. Nah. Who do you think? Jacksonville. That's it. Jacksonville's the only team that's more. Jacksonville's 1-11 on the West Coast uh, the last last 10 years. Um, So clearly they travel by stagecoach, the Vikings. Um, And they they get, like, uh, typhoid fever or something like that. Uh, The the Chargers are 9-3. 3 Uh, in in the NFL in December here uh, under Anthony Lynn. So they've they've got a very good record. That's actually tied for the best record in the NFL over that span. So here's what I do. I just throw to Austin Eckler, let him run wild, uh, mix it up a little bit, put pressure on the Vikings. Chargers win the game outright. The L.A. Chargers 27, Vikings 20. Penny going up-tempo with the Minnesota Vikings. All right, next up, Atlanta, 4-9 and nine at Santa Clara, 11-2. 11-2, it's on Fox. And Chris Myers, Gerald Johnson have the call. 49ers an 11-point favorite. They opened 11-and-a-half, mostly sunny, 55 degrees at kickoff at Levi's Stadium. I'm going to take the Falcons in this particular game. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, coming off two emotional heavyweight fights against the Ravens, lost... And against the Saints, that's a win. So it's human nature for the Niners to exhale against a tomato can. And that's just human nature. And if you don't play with an edge, if you don't play with a sharpness, you don't cover a double-digit point spread, which we have in this game. That's just a fact, Uh, Jack or whatever your name is. Uh, Plus, Santa Clara closes out their season with the Rams and the 49ers. Two Key divisional matchups coming up to close out the year. Now, secondly, Matty Ice and the Falcons have actually played better of late. They've they've also done pretty well against, uh, against mostly second-rate teams, but they've been able to move the ball and put points up, and that's all you have to do. You just kind of put up some points here with Julio Jones and whatnot. We're talking about a double-digit line. The Falcons have had 205 plays of at least 10 Yards this season, third most in the NFL. That'll be enough. They'll get field goals, they'll get a few touchdowns. 49ers 30. Falcons 20. That's a cover for Atlanta.
5: Pentney going with Santa Clara.
1: All right. Next up, the LA Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. Rams eight 5 Cowboys. Damn right. Rams six and seven. It's on Fox with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Suddenly the sky is not falling around the Rams. Rams a one-point favorite in this game. The Cowboys opened a four-point favorite. And it's all now the Rams have become a one-point favorite. The public's betting on the Rams. But so are the wise guys. And uh, it's going to be partly cl- partly sunny or partly cloudy, depending on how you look at it. Uh, 62 degrees at kickoff at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Jerry's World. I'm going to take the Rams in this game. The Rams will either win big or lose big. I believe they will win big. And that has been the pattern this season. Nine of the Rams' 13 games have been decided by double digits. Six wins, three losses, tied with Jacksonville for the most in the NFL. The good book says when the Cowboys play a team with a winning record, you bet against the Cowboys. When the Cowboys play a team that has a losing record, uh, then you, you give it a shot, even though they did lose to the Jets earlier this year. Uh, the the Cowboys. If they play somebody that has a pulse, it doesn't normally go well. Uh, and and then Dak Prescott also has put up some zombie stats. He's leading the NFL in passing yards. Plays uh, played like a junior varsity quarterback last week for the Cowboys until garbage time in Chicago. There's a little extra rest for the Cowboys, but they're a hot mess. Rams defense has been nasty. Jared Goff, the much maligned Jared Goff, is. Snapped out of the funk of late, and uh, the Rams have found something. I think they keep it going this week. Rams
5: 34, Cowboys 17. Penny also going with the Los Angeles Rams. All right, next
1: up, Sunday Night Football, Buffalo 9-4, and 4, Pittsburgh 8-5. and 5. It's on CBS with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. What what, what are you, you mumbling over there? Yeah, I was actually looking forward to this game. I am looking forward to this game also.
5: Yeah. Oh, oh, but you're not excited about Collinsworth? No, no, I'm excited. Just, uh, you know, I just wish Buffalo didn't lose last week. Yeah, well, the Steelers
1: opened a two-point favorite. They actually opened a one-point favorite. The Steelers are favored by two now. Mostly clear, 31 degrees at kickoff at Hines Field. The public is saying, here we go, Buffalo. I'm not like that, though. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers in this spot, uh, and I'll tell you why. A, Josh Allen. I I said he had turned the corner, and then he did a faceplant. It was like a vaudeville comedy act last week against the Ravens, and a trap door opened up, and uh, he got zonked and fell down into a pit of alligators. Uh, He's trying to bounce back. He sucked at a time you cannot suck, which was during the first three quarters of the game against the Ravens. He finished with 146 yards passing. Most of that came on one big pass play. And and even with that, the Bills still had a chance to beat the Ravens in the fourth quarter. And this is also what's called a pop-your-cherry game. You know why it's a pop-your-cherry
5: game, Gascon? (laughs) No, please explain it to me. This is the first primetime start of Josh Allen's career. Oh, I think it's the first primetime game for Buffalo since, what, like 10 years ago or 15 years ago against New England? Back when they had black and white television, (laughs) they were vanished off. What is VHS?
1: Yes, exactly. So uh, how will he do, Josh Allen, against T.J. Watt and a very good Steelers defense, an elite Steelers defense. I think they're number one in scoring defense. Josh Allen has never thrown for 300 yards in an NFL game. Did you know that? I did not know that. Uh, He is a run-pass combo guy who has been erratic. Uh, and, you know, listen, I, I love the Steelers' defense. I'm, I'm betting my hat on the Steelers' defense here. Bud Dupree and Cameron Hayward should be right in the grill of Josh Allen. And uh, th- th- there's also this weird kind of like fun fact thing I read that uh, Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott, the two coaches here, uh, are former teammates under the great Jimmy Laycock at William & Mary. Oh, wow. So these guys know each other. I mean, go way back uh, Back in the day. The Steelers are 9-6 and six on Sunday Night Football at Heinz Field under Mike Tomlin. Duck Hodges is 3-0 and oh as his starter, and he's completing about 70% of his passes. The guy has been ridiculously good at these high percentage passes. He's been very accurate. It's working. The formula is working. I don't trust Josh Allen. I normally bet on the Bills, but I am not doing it this week. Pittsburgh at home, twenty-four.
5: Buffalo, sixteen. Penny says that is a loser. Going with the Buffalo Bills. All right, next up, uh, Monday Night Football.
1: Indianapolis six and seven at New Orleans ten and three. It's on ESPN with Joe Tessitore and the Booger, mm. everyone's favorite Booger, Booger McFarland. Uh, the Saints opened a nine-point favorite. And they are currently favored by nine uh, thunderstorms in the bayou for Monday night. But it's in a dome, so don't worry about it at the Superdome. The Colts are the pick. Now, the Saints are back bellyaching about the referees. They They feel like there's this great global conspiracy against them. They got jobbed against the 49ers last week. And they have been raising holy hell again. So they're a slightly distracted team. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are certainly friends, uh, part of a superior team and all that stuff. Uh, New Orleans is coming off an emotional game, a hard-fought game. They lost the 49ers at home, and now they're playing a team that has a losing record. And the Colts, now they're going to obviously need all hands on deck. The the injury report will determine a lot of this, whether T.Y. Hilton plays or doesn't play and several other key players. Jacoby Brissett also scares the hell out of me. I'm betting on the Colts, but Brissett, remember when he got off that quick start, And but he's been exposed. He had 14 touchdown passes and three interceptions and a passer rating of 101 the first six games of the year he played. Since then, the last six games Brissett has played, he has four touchdowns and three interceptions and a passer rating of 82. Uh, and so I expect more of that against the Saints here, but Indianapolis can run the ball a little bit. They're a feisty team. They've got a little bit of moxie still left in them. I expect a much better effort by the Colts this week in general. You don't want to be embarrassed on national television, and I believe they will not be embarrassed on national television. I'll take New Orleans 30 and Indianapolis 23. Ben, Penny is going with the Saints. Going with the Saints. All right. That is it. We put the baby to bed there. And now we do another successful podcast. Well, I don't know how. We'll find out how successful it is, Gascon, on uh, on like Monday night.
5: <laughs> well, I, we'll it, it, it also depends if you have any scheduled tweets to actually promote it since uh, you wow. really sleep. Well, I, I will say uh, you wow. sleep on the promotion of your own no, podcast. I promote, I promote on sleep. more platforms than you. I do more promotion are uh, we, we have a by oh, the way it produces this i put it on your website yeah. i put it on facebook i put it on instagram i put it on twitter What the fuck are you talking about fishbowl baby monitor
1: uh, drive-through speaker system uh you want me to go on and on and on here Are uh, you should i pivot away from it? All right, uh, but no i promote it on facebook i promote it on twitter i promote it on the radio show i promote it on in, on uh, reddit uh, is it uh, is right.
5: it now? Is it true that uh, I am I have been nominated as uh, for a Benny? For, yes, you for, are the, uh, the, of great, the year?
1: greatest asshole of the year uh, on the show. Yeah, I'm looking That's, forward to it. I hope you win. I can't I can't wait to hear your speech. <laughs> <laughs> all right, have a great weekend. We'll be back on the radio. Try the other version of this podcast, which is just me and guest playing grab ass. Uh, but have a great weekend. We'll be back on the radio Sunday night. Uh, into Monday morning, 11 p.m. in the West on Sunday night, if you're on the West Coast, on the East Coast, 2 a.m. will take you through the overnight. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then.
3: Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And
4: I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a A podcast. podcast.